in this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from John chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, where I'll answer the question, why must we be born again? John chapter 3, verses 1 through 8 says, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I have said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Jesus' ministry, even early on, captures the attention of the religious leaders, the experts, the guys who really know the law. It captures their attention because he's saying things that are just so profound, that are just so erudite. He, he should not know these things. So he captures their attention and they go and they talk to him and they see the signs and the wonders that he does. And they begin to think to themselves, he must be from God. He has to be because otherwise he wouldn't be able to do these miraculous things. And Nicodemus is one of the people who recognizes the significance of Christ, but doesn't quite get exactly the fullness of who Jesus is. So here are three thoughts from John chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, answering the question, why must we be born again? Thought number one, born of the flesh. Jesus says that the flesh is born of the flesh. And this is the default condition for all people. All people are born of the flesh. And as such, we are limited. We are inclined towards evil. We are the inheritors of the guilt of Adam in our sinfulness. This is what it means to be born of the flesh. It means to be a child of wrath. And this is the default position of all of humanity. And this is what Jesus is saying. He's saying, you must be born again because you are all born of the flesh. Nicodemus doesn't really get this. When Jesus says you must be born again, he says, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to crawl back up into my mother? That doesn't make any sense. He's almost making a mockery, making a joke, speaking sarcastically about the whole thing. And Jesus is just pointing something out super clearly, super precisely to Nicodemus. You see, Nicodemus was a Jew. And as such, he would have believed that his birth as a Jewish man would have been sufficient to make him right before God. But Jesus is saying, that's not the case. You are born of the flesh. Thought number two, born of the spirit. It's insufficient to be born of the flesh. Insufficient in that you are under the covenant curses that were given to Adam from the original sin. So it's insufficient. It isn't good enough. You will never be made right with God unless you are acted upon by the Spirit of God. And this is what it means to be born of the Spirit. We're all, all of humanity, born of the flesh. But if you would see the kingdom of God, if you would recognize it, if you would participate in it, if you would be a citizen in it, you must be born of the Spirit. And being born of the Spirit is something that happens to you. 
It's not something that you can decide to do. Did you decide to be born in the first place? No, of course not. We don't decide that. Being born is something that happens to you. And you must be born of the Spirit if you would see the kingdom of God, if you would be a participant in the kingdom of God. So Nicodemus, who is here, and he sees Jesus, and he's trying to figure out who he is and what it means, is told that if he would see the kingdom of God, something he thought he was already a participant in, that if he would see it, if he would really be in it, that he must be born again. He must be born of the Spirit. That God must, in fact, act upon him if he is to be a part of this grand kingdom that the Lord has established. Thought number three, mystery of God. When Jesus talks about the Spirit, he explains to Nicodemus that this being born of the Spirit is something that's innately mysterious. It's like the wind. The wind blows from one direction to the other. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know where it's going. You don't know how the wind works. And Jesus uses this as an analogy to explain how the Spirit of God works in this being born again. The Spirit of God works in a way that's innately mysterious. And this is the great mystery of God, that he would save his people solely on his own decision that he would select his people based upon his choosing and not upon the decisions of the man. Being born of the Spirit is something that happens according to God's eternal decree and is not something that you or I could force. And the criteria for this selection, the criteria for when and how and why all this happens is something that is like the wind. It's a mystery. It's a mystery that we cannot fathom. It's a mystery that we cannot nail down. It is not revealed to us why God has chosen for some to be born again and others to not be. It's mysterious. And we have to sit back in awe and wonder of this great mystery of God. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of John chapters 3 and 4. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.